reaching out does not have to include the word suicide. It can. That reaching out can be, tell me what's going on in your life. Absolutely. It's you, just things real, have changed for you. What's that like? Absolutely. I mean, you have to have some trust and in, in rapport with someone to really get into that deep, deep, dark place to talk about suicide, because otherwise, if they're not trusting, they're not going to share all their thoughts, especially because they probably have in the past and got shut down or got turned away from people. So they're a little more mindful, too, of making sure that what they share is not going to result in them being hospitalized, you know, right off the bat when maybe they're just thinking about suicide. They don't even have a plan. So if someone gets to your crisis line and they get engaged and they get then eventually get into some kind of help, Mm-hmm. That help is basically going to consist of them talking about their lives and the issues that piled up for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, on our crisis line, we are not going to solve that person's life issues during a 20, 30 minute call. But what we can do is be non judgmental. We can listen actively to them, we can provide support to them to get them to a comfortable place where they feel like reaching out for help. Because Sometimes our callers have said, I've tried that, I've done that, they don't understand, I can't get an appointment. It's not easy sometimes for some of our callers. So we also will do follow-up with them. So our high-risk callers, we will offer follow-up services for anywhere from a few days to a few months if necessary, making sure that they actually got linked to a resource, meaning they got an appointment they were able to see somebody, how did it go? Those types of things to make sure that we're hopefully reducing risk over time for that person. You know, oftentimes we get calls from callers on our crisis line who they're already linked to therapy and other services, but they haven't told their therapist, they haven't told their psychiatrist. And we encourage them to, of course, because it's complex. I mean, sometimes people will feel like they're disappointing their therapist if they say they're feeling suicidal. Mm They feel like their therapist will have the knee-jerk reaction of just hospitalizing them, which is not something that they often want or even helps most of the time. And their psychiatrist, oh, I only have 15 minutes with them. I mean, our healthcare system needs some change as far as giving people a little more time to be able to have the time to talk if, if they need it. I know at our agency, we do screenings on people coming in with the Columbia screen for suicide to make sure that at least we have some indicator And then from there, we assess further if needed. Our idea with getting technology and artificial intelligence involved in this process is not to replace a great crisis line or Mm -hmm. to replace a a, a great therapist or a great relationship with a caseworker. It's really trying to think about finding the hidden folks, because I think that suicide is such a hidden problem still, Mm -hmm. even though there's been this huge uptick in Mm -hmm. the rates of suicide, especially amongst young adults it's still something that's very invisible. And so trying to reach out is, I think, a big part of what we're trying to attempt here so that we're not just passively waiting for people to present themselves as having these Mm -hmm. sorts of crises. Yes, it's wonderful that there are hotlines and people can go and avail themselves of those things, but there's a lot of people, as you suggest, that just, you know, they, they can't get there. Right, right, or they don't call in. And those are the people that are at high risk that we want to make sure we're reaching out to.